Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z, where we tell it like it is. We expose the lies of the leftist, Democrat, progressive, liberal, woke party. We speak about the Democrat Party double standard and how they will not prosecute Joe Biden for the exact same things they accuse Donald Trump of doing. Back when I was a young man, decades and decades ago, I remember watching very well-spoken politicians on both sides of the aisle, Democrat and Republican, and they gave speeches that had meaning. They did not spend time tearing one another down, insulting people. They spoke the king's English, and I can say that now because there's a king in England once again. They didn't speak slang. They didn't even speak with a country accent. You would never hurt anybody up there speaking like this because those people did not make it into politics. College-educated attorneys, college-educated doctors, chemists, engineers, people who spoke well, people who at least sounded somewhat educated. But this is 2024, and anyone who speaks the King's English now and happens to be Caucasian is labeled as a bigot, a racist, a white supremacist, someone who runs around speaking well so as to humiliate and embarrass those ethnic groups that are too lazy to master the language. I remember listening to singers like Nat King Cole and listening to people like Sammy Davis Jr., who spoke very well and very intelligently and intelligibly. You could understand the diction. You could understand the pronunciation. And you could understand the inflection and the tonal qualities of their voices as they had a mastery of the English language that they imparted onto those who would listen to them. They did not demand that you either agree with them or you're a moron. They just wanted to get their point across and let you make up your mind using your common sense and your intelligence and your education to make rational decisions. I often speak of the vast middle ground in the United States of America. The vast middle ground in this country does not believe in murder in any form. Perhaps, maybe, in self-defense, you could justify killing someone who was attacking you or your family. And that's just one example. Now, why am I speaking about language and about communication and about civility? I want to play for you a piece that I picked up off of the Fox News Network where Blafrican American 13% hyphenated minority Democrat mayor of Dalton, Illinois, Tiffany Henyard launched a tirade at fellow officials, especially the black ones, during a live-streamed meeting on Monday after questions were raised about her controversial spending and lack of transparency. Here we go again. Yet another minority-run Democrat who thinks it's okay for her to just simply not answer questions, not be transparent, and spend anything she damn well pleases. It sounds like this is a smaller town version of La Toilette Cantrell of New Orleans. Except this woman, she be done put her black on. 
Take a listen. It's one minute long. I think you will get a good chuckle out of this one. Because y'all got false narratives out there, and y'all should be ashamed of y'all Y'all black. Y'all are black. And y'all sitting up here beating and attacking on a black woman that's in power. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. All the stuff that y'all did to get people to come to our community, to just diss and down our community, shame on y'all. Because when I want to attack and take any of y'all seats, I run. I run for the seat. I don't do smear campaigns. I don't do all this mess. It's nonsense. Because at the end of the day, we still got to live in this village. Oh, well, well y'all don't live in the village, but we still got to live in the village. Y'all got prostitute rings. Y'all got car rings on y'all block. Dogs, stolen dogs on your block. Brittany Norwood, two doors from you, and you don't even know it? Come on. But you live here. Y'all stop with the nonsense. Y'all do pay to play. But yet, y'all point fingers at other people. Stop. I'm sick of <laughs> I'm sorry. That was Ebonics at its finest. And she is pointing the finger at her black counterparts in their meeting and saying, I'm black. Y'all black, y'all be black, y'all be living up in here. Yo, yo. Oh my God, it was really, really funny though. Miss Henyard has been living like a royal with a combined salary of nearly $300,000 a year. She has frequent use of beauty vendors despite the median income of the Illinois town being less than $24,000 per year. And in addition to that massive hefty paycheck, Ms. Henyard has been criticized for how she abuses the town's credit card. She slammed her fellow officials at the Monday meeting and declared, You all forgot I'm the leader. They want to hear from the mayor. You all ain't learned that yet. The mayor, not the trustees that don't do nothing. They only run their mouth. You all don't do no work. No work. And at one point during the meeting... Dalton trustee Brittany Norwood, who was singled out by this mayor during her tirade, Norwood asked, how about you be a good leader and bring proposals to the forefront so not just us, but residents and everyone else in America know how the money is being spent? Norwood was party to a lawsuit that accused the mayor of actions that amounted to fraud, according to a complaint. Later during the meeting, the mayor proclaimed, quote, Y'all got false narratives out there, and y'all should be shaming yourself. Y'all black. Y'all black. Y'all sitting up here beating on and attacking on a black woman that's in power. Y'all should be shaming yourselves. It has been reported to WGN Chicago's main television station that they have cataloged tens of thousands of taxpayer dollars spent on trips, meals, and more by Henyard and her allies in Dalton, and on the Thornton Township Board, where she is also the supervisor. That report goes on to say, Township credit card records show Henyard and other officials spent more than $67,000 for trips to Portland, Austin, Atlanta, and New York City. Many of the flights were first class. So were the accommodations. In Atlanta, Ms. Henyard and her team stayed at the Four Seasons Hotel, costing taxpayers more than nine grand. And in New York, the first-class accommodations cost the taxpayers $13,000. And Ms. Henyard refuses to explain the purpose of any of the trips or the high-priced services that she employs. And she claims that the scrutinies are qualified as an attack on her leadership. She said, everything we do is for the people, but we under attack. We get scrutinized by the media. For what? Loving on the people? 
showing that they matter to us, we going through the fires for you all. <laughs> this sounds like a smaller town version of La Toilette Cantrell. And I've talked about her on this program multiple times. Multiple, multiple times. Because Miss Cantrell, as we all know, took first class trips over to the Vatican, over to the climate conferences, and to all sorts of other trips with her boy toy, the young man who is on her police force protective detail. Both her and that cop are married, only not to one another. Let me go back to this woman who is the mayor of this small town of Dalton. Here's another chaos eruption in the Tiffany Henyard meeting over her experiences. This is a dictatorship, according to Fox News. Okay, you, you, gotta, you gotta talk to your board, man. Here. Okay, so you're asking us to pay something that you're gonna pay anyway. So why are we even talking about it? The proper procedure is to make sure it's on the warrant list, which it is. And I'm telling you that I have raised money for the items that I am paying for for the kids. So I don't understand what is the hassle of you guys saying no to something that's not coming out of taxpayers' uh, pockets. That's my issue. The magic word is receipts. If we, we have the receipts. Receipt, you have it. Then let's pay yeah. it. Is there well, show receipts. It's going to get taken care of. I did raise the money for this, but I'm just saying we fighting over something for kids. That don't make sense to me. For the kids. It's an event for, yeah. for the youth. The youth. Y'all say y'all for the youth, but then yeah. yet y'all get up here and you don't want to pay people yes. that put on a show for the youth. Did she say youth? <laughs> I don't understand. What's the argument in that? But yet all your friends, all y'all stuff that you want me to pay, you want me to pay it, right? But you don't want to pay something for kids? Come on, man. Residents, pay attention. It's, it's, okay, um, trustee, you don't even have the floor. Thank may you. May I be recognized? I'm not done. Huh? I'm not done. Okay, good. Yes, ma'am. So, moving forward, if anybody have an issue with a bill, I say this every board meeting. Reach out, call my phone, ask me questions before we get here so it don't look like we're going back and forth over bills. You communicate with your trustees so we know because we are responsible for financing. So I can't say enough or stress enough that it's never a matter of what we're paying. It's simply a protocol put in process because if we do go bankrupt or if it does present a matter where we can't afford things, then that becomes an issue. No, trustee, hold on. Trustee, you out of order. You out of order. You didn't ask one question. She's got her mouth. Bad enough, you can't understand her. She's practically swallowing the microphone. Very uncivilized group of people. Wow. One question. I'm not gonna let you, you out of order. You out of order. No, I'm out of order. You out of order. I'm Attorney. I'm not going to let you lie. You out of order. I'm not going to let you lie. You didn't ask so one question. Just wait till the mayor's done. Sir, I'm not going to allow her to lie. Thank you. And I'm not lying. Y'all just saw the evidence on the screen. Go back to the board meeting and pull the tape. I've asked them not Please to vote do. for the land Please bank. Do. I've asked the land bank, hey, if we give you all our inventory, which the board voted for, are you going to give us anything? You guys did not put nothing on this agenda. Y'all didn't want to talk what, about anything. That's why, hold on. Attorney, can you you out of order. You out of order, trustee. Attorney. Trustee, you out of order. Trustee. Tell them, attorney. Attorney. You guys didn't put nothing on this agenda. That's why it's one item on agenda, residents. It's the only thing that I put on the agenda. Attorney, so if anybody up here want to discuss anything, they could have, y'all out of order. Can I finish? <laughs> There's a motion in the second. You guys could have discussed whatever you wanted. You could have put it on the agenda just like I did. But the minute that I got something to say, everybody else got something to say. But y'all don't got no agenda item on here whatsoever. That's my issue with my trustees. Couldn't to discuss today. There's a motion to so, second on the table. We're going on to the is next there, thing, which is trustee, 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 you out of order. Okay, going on to Mayor's report. So next, we're going to talk about a couple things. 
in a second. Chief. Okay, if we can have order for one second. We got a motion in a second on the floor. Exactly. Now, the only white person I see appears to be the city's attorney, and he's trying to calm things down. He's trying to get this mayor under control, but she doesn't want to hear it. She doesn't want to hear from the board of trustees. She doesn't want to hear from her residents. She wants to run this place like a dictatorship. It's a motion in a second to is suspend the rules. Say, is he going to talk? Are we going to let him talk before we walk out? Chessie Butcher, wait. Let's see if he's going to talk before we see. Let's see if he's going to. Goodbye. This is definitely a dictatorship. So, Mayor, okay. if I could have. Yeah, go ahead. There, there was a proper motion and there was a second. Okay. Yes. After the motion, I believe it was to suspend the rules. Yes. Okay. There needs to be a roll call. Okay, I was suspend the rules to do what? What are we doing? We're suspending rules to do what? I just need to know. To have to do what? One trustee wants to fill up her statement that she didn't. Is it to make a statement? Really? Hey. Really? Y'all didn't put nothing on the agenda. It's nothing to talk about. Let me get through my report. Let the residents speak, and then we go home. There's nothing else to talk about. The residents really spoke this last election too. Okay, well let them speak at this podium. This is the kind of ridiculous, non-attention to detail, non-following of parliamentary procedure that this mayor runs around and tells everyone she the boss and you gonna do what the boss be done say to do. It sounds exactly like La Toilet Cantrell of New Orleans. Now I could have gone on and on and on because that meeting lasted forever and these people just sounded more and more ignorant, more like a bunch of tribesmen trying to figure out who's going to get the last coconut out of the tree. But let's go on to something much more important. The White House has finally decided to break the silence on the reported anti-satellite weaponry being allegedly deployed by Russia, one of our adversaries. Now remember, every bit of the technology being deployed by Russia and by China is the result of Joe Biden's policies allowing people to simply cross illegally into our country and break into anywhere they want to break into and steal secrets. It has a lot to do with Biden administration's cuts to our military, and it has a whole lot to do with companies who develop a product and want to sell it to someone. And if the U.S. doesn't want to buy it, by golly, someone else will. But take a listen to White House press guy John Kirby as he tries to explain why the White House is finally breaking their silence on this very dangerous technology. I'll explain why it's so dangerous in just a minute. While I am limited by how much I can share about the specific nature of the threat, I can confirm that it is related to an anti-satellite capability that Russia is developing. I want to be clear about a couple of things right off the bat. First, this is not an active capability that's been deployed. And though Russia's pursuit of this particular capability is troubling, there is no immediate threat to anyone's safety. We are not talking about a weapon 
that can be used to attack human beings or cause physical destruction here on Earth. That said, we've been closely monitoring this Russian activity and we will continue to take it very seriously. In other words, don't run for the bunkers. Don't run for the shelters just yet, my Truth Hurts program listeners. The Russians are developing a technology that can launch attacks against our satellites. Now, if you don't understand that, our satellite network in space is what gives me the opportunity to broadcast my signal over the internet. It's the same capability that allows news organizations to send information from one side of the world to the other. It is our entire communications system, and much of our economy is dependent upon the satellite communications. If Russia or China decided tomorrow to destroy our satellites, we would literally be back in the Stone Ages as far as technology, as far as ability to communicate, to transfer basic funds from point A to point B. We'd be trading stone knives and bearskins in the streets. There would be anarchy throughout the country because if you go to the ATM and stick your card in there, it won't give you any money. You won't be able to go inside the bank and get money either because their computer systems are all linked via satellite technology. So you won't have access to your cash and it won't matter anyway because the grocery stores, the gas stations that where you stick your card in the little slot on the gas pump, all of that is done by satellites. There are satellite dishes on the roofs of every single gas station in the country. That's how they maintain and monitor how much fuel is in the tanks underground, how much fuel is being pumped per day to get the ordering systems to have more fuel brought out. The refineries rely on satellite technology to know how much crude oil is coming in, how hot the catalyst cracker unit is working in the refinery, everything. But Kirby doesn't seem to think this is such a big deal. They're also, the White House that is, not commenting on the hypersonic missile technology which was stolen from the United States by the Chinese Communist Party, and they now say they have the capability to launch hypersonic, which means faster than the speed of sound, missiles. And they're controllable, because you see, if Russia and China decide to blow up satellites, they won't be blowing up their own satellites, and we don't have the capability, supposedly, to blow up their satellites. Which means if our satellites are taken out by the Russians and the Chinese decide tomorrow to launch hypersonic missiles, we won't have the satellite and radar capability to track those missiles. And of course, those missiles will hit command and control structures and leadership positions throughout the country. If you live in or around New York City, Chicago, Washington, D.C., the naval facilities in Virginia, the ports of New Orleans, of Houston, any other port, Los Angeles, San Francisco, all of the major targets will probably be wiped out before we can even get a fix on those missiles because Russia will first take out our satellites. You think I'm talking about some conspiracy theory, my friends? This is reality. This is the World War III that Joe Biden has placed us in. But don't worry about that. There are much more important things than the fate of America and planet Earth. We have a U.S. Congresswoman who is now demanding $50 per hour as the minimum wage. Talk about wanting to bankrupt a country. All you need to do is look at Venezuela and you'll see what happens when people like this Congresswoman, Miss Barbara Lee, does stupid things 
to destroy the economy even worse than Joe Biden already has. In the land of $18 Big Mac combo meals, you know, California, thanks to the mainly idiotic law requiring that fast food chains now have to pay whopper floppers and floor moppers 20 bucks an hour at a fast food restaurant, because that's the new minimum wage for fast food workers, Representative Democrat 13% hyphenated American minority woman Barbara Lee now wants the minimum wage in the Golden Showers state to be 50 bucks an hour. Five zero. So I've decided to do some quick Truth Hurts program math here to warn everyone in California you ought to reserve that U-Haul truck out of state now before the prices you have to pay quadruple or go even higher than that. If such a ridiculous proposal is put into law to move the minimum wage in the state of California to $50 an hour, it's going to be disastrous for every business in the state. And if you work at any business in the state, you will probably be out of a job. Now, before I get into the numbers, the meat and the potatoes here, let me remind you that the call is to raise the minimum wage to $50 an hour, which means Anyone who is currently making more than the current minimum wage is going to get screwed in the process based on percentages, or they're going to get one hell of a pay raise. Take, for example, your burger flipper over in Yazoo City, Mississippi, working for the federal minimum wage of $7.25 per hour at a low-skilled, entry-level beginner position at a fast food joint. The minimum wage was never intended to to be a permanent wage. It was never intended that an intelligent, common sense, thinking, educated person will remain at $7.25 for their entire lives. Because naturally, you should grow, you should advance in experience and in knowledge, and hopefully you'll earn a pay increase or two, or maybe a promotion, and grow out of your minimum wage position after you've spent some time learning on the job. Minimum wage was always intended for those high school kids after school to work at Mickey D's or Popeye's or Sonic. But with Biden's inflation, $7.25 an hour is not enough to live on. And an entry-level minimum wage job was never intended for you to live on anyway. Due to the capitalism business model and thanks to the laws of supply and demand, the fast food industry has had to increase starting wages at burger joints, pizza places, and taco huts with starting wages now between $10 and $12 per hour pretty much everywhere in America. Why? Because nobody wanted to work at $7.25 an hour, so the food chains had to use the laws of supply and demand to increase wages. That's the way a free market works. So let's take the cost of a hamburger just four short years ago, when Donald Trump was the president. Let's use some round figures, like the ever-popular but never-again-to-be-seen dollar hamburger menu. Rest in peace, O dollar value menu, because they no longer exist and will probably never return, thanks to Bidenomics. But I digress. The dollar value menus of just four short years ago are gone forever, thanks to Bidenomics, but we won't get too deep into Biden blaming right now. Everyone in America knows why the prices are so high, why the inflation continues to rise, and its name is Bidenomics. But if a burger joint has to have 30 employees working on their payrolls to cover all their shifts from open to close seven days a week, and their hours are roughly 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. That means they're open for 14 hours a day. So you add an hour before opening for prep time, you add an hour after closing for cleaning and restocking, and you have roughly 16 hours per day of employees 
times seven days a week. This means the business has employees in the building for about 112 hours out of a week. So let's use a standard five employees per shift with two shifts per day at eight hours a shift. I'm just being very basic here, my friends. Eight hours per employee times two shifts times eight hours is going to be roughly 80 hours per day in that restaurant for employees times seven days. That's about 560 total man hours worked by all of the employees during a seven day week. Now let's say every one of those employees in the building is making 10 bucks an hour. This means the restaurant has about $5,600 per week in base wages for the employees only. Now this doesn't count the assistant managers or the manager. So let's throw in an extra two bucks and 50 cents an hour for each of the two assistants. And let's throw in an extra $10 an hour for the manager who's likely on salary, who likely works way more than 40 hours a week and is never compensated for his or her extra time. So that adds a grand to the employees at 6,600 for the two assistants and the employees. We'll include the general manager. He'll pull in another 800 bucks a week. So let's just round it up to $7,400 a week for salaries alone, just wages, not benefits, not vacations, not sick time, not vacations. That doesn't include a single penny, my friends, for the cost of food, of napkins, of prep tools, of gas, of electricity, of rent, utilities, supplies, maintenance, insurance, or any of the other expenses incurred by the owners of that restaurant. So not including a single penny for other costs and expenses, this burger is shelling out $7,400 per week, which means if you had a $1 hamburger, they have to sell 7,400 of those dollar menu burgers just to cover the wages alone. And that's based on $10 an hour, which by the way, is $2.75 per hour more than the federal minimum wage. Now in California, where the minimum wage for Whopper floppers and Big Mac makers is 20 bucks an hour and the cost of everything else is exponentially higher than just about anywhere else in the country, that same restaurant now has to sell twice as many dollar menu burgers to cover the wages of the same number of employees. 14,800 dollar menu burgers need to be sold every single week. That's a lot of burgers. And since the cost of everything in California is so much higher, rent, utilities, insurance, food costs, maintenance, etc., there is no way a company can survive having a dollar menu. And this, my Truth Hurts program listeners, is why a Big Mac meal in LA costs about 18 bucks. This is why there are no more dollar menus. This is at the Newsom-inspired $20 per hour minimum wage. So if the base wage Whopper Flopper is making 20, then the assistant manager is probably screwed because that's what he, she, it was making when the minimum wage was $15 an hour. And now he, she, and it will have to demand $30 an hour to put up with all the crap that an assistant manager has to deal with. ruh -roh. The general manager was likely making $30 an hour. So since that's double the assistant's pay, the general manager will now demand $60 an hour just to save face. After all, if you're increasing the floor mopper, whopper, flopper, shift topper's salary by double, logic dictates you have to double the GM's salary, right? If the moronic notion introduced by Representative Barbara Lee comes to pass and a $50 minimum wage becomes a reality, you might see a massive shift of people who have more demanding and dangerous jobs leaving those positions to go work at a fast food joint. Because a guy right now making $25 to $30 an hour working in dangerous conditions 
quitting, moving to other fast food joints is going to create a big hole in the rest of the economy. After all, why would a guy who has to climb dangerous electrical poles, crawling through basements or hot attics to work on electrical systems or heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems, people going underground into the sewers and the tunnels, currently making 25 to 30 bucks an hour, will only be increased to minimum wage. And then, why would you continue to work a dangerous job for the new $50 minimum wage when you can just go be a whopper flopper or a pizza topper for the same amount of money? Of course, the economy would not allow that. The people with those more dangerous positions exposing themselves to much more rigorous work would demand a way higher wage than the new $50 an hour minimum wage. Of course, this won't be the case. If Whopper floppers, fast food car hoppers, pizza toppers, and floor moppers will be making $50 an hour for low-skilled, low-danger jobs, then higher-skilled workers in much more dangerous conditions will obviously demand that their wages be multiplied by five as well. So the guy crawling through your attic to fix your air conditioner, or crawling into your basement to fix your furnace, or climbing a telephone pole will now be demanding $250 an hour. And what do you think a Big Mac meal will cost then? Hey, would you like some $48 fries with that? This is the Truth Hurts program. Will you look at the time? We are out of time for this edition. Go out there and make it a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now.